Hello and welcome to Eureka, the show that puts science through its paces and gives it a good old stretch. Going with that one. You're going with that? Do you know why I'm going with it? Why? Uh, Because Ben, who suggested that tagline, also gave us a five-star review <laughs> uh, on the podcast. Yeah, so, we can be bought. So, yeah, I'm like, that's that's not a problem. <laughs> yeah. he's, he's played the game well there. Yeah. Uh, every week we invite a new expert to help us answer one of science's most interesting questions. Or we don't, and we just answer it ourselves. Which, which I think is A, a probably... new tagline, Eureka, the show that laughs in the face of science's so-called experts. Yeah, that's actually quite current as well, isn't it? Or no, it would have been current in like uh 2015 <laughs> really okay. really bored of experts <laughs> <laughs> um this yeah i won't i won't come up no, with go another on. one no, go on. the show that scratches your science itch now the problem with that is science itch sounds a bit like um another show <laughs> 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 and I won't go any further than that. <laughs> but you take my point. <laughs> I, I do. <laughs> I'm Rick Edwards. And I'm Dr. Michael Brooks. This week we're going to do a bit of biology, um, mainly because you, you don't know enough. <laughs> well, I mean, that is fair. I, I've always said I don't really know. I don't understand why anybody thinks biology is that interesting, to be honest. Terrible. I gave it up at 13, so I did, it wasn't even one of my options. It's like I just did physics and chemistry back in the days of, you know, pre-GCSE. Uh-huh. And um, I just thought it was the least interesting science. It was like all my teacher, Mrs. New, I remember her. She's probably dead now. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just like label these diagrams. You know, put this label on this on this cell yeah. or, you know. There's the anther. There's the sequel. Exactly. There's the statement. Yeah. Fuck's sake. It's there was so quite a boring. Lot of yeah. So boring. Can you remember all of your, your cell labels? No, because I, I just wasn't interested. So I didn't ever get to the point where I, I had to do an exam or a test or anything. I that, never learnt them. And that is why in our first book, in the first printing of that book, there is a there is a horrible error where you talk about the cell wall. Of plants, wasn't it? No. No. Oh yeah, it was animals. Oh, yeah. <laughs> See, I'm yeah. learning a bit now. <laughs> it's it's terrible. Yeah, it's yeah. terrible. We had a science teacher write to us, didn't we, and say yeah. this is a horrible mistake. Yeah, and it was. And yeah. I was annoyed. I didn't notice. It was my mistake. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. Because you don't care. Um, also, I have to say, listeners were shocked to hear. Uh, wrote in in massive numbers. <laughs> Bombarded the the show's help desk <laughs> based on our um, episode on intelligence when you said you didn't know about the octopus's semi-autonomous arms. Well, I mean, for a start, that's not true about the listeners writing in, is it? Well, no, but it should be. They should have written in in their droves. <laughs> but it made me think: what what else do you not know? Well, probably I mean, loads, quite a lot. Loads. Yeah, yeah, probably quite a lot. Um, so, and that is why I set you a challenge, uh, which was to go and find your your top five organisms in terms of the sort of evolutionary marvel of them, and then give a kind of show and tell. Okay, and then I will, yes, I will did. match yeah, it. Yeah. So we're going to do a top ten, which is what are evolution's greatest hits, and no expert required because I'm here. No. I'm here. (laughs) Evolution via natural selection is one of, if not the greatest discovery of science. Over billions of years, living things have developed new traits purely because of chance mutations in the genetic material contained within their cells. Some mutations confer an advantage in that organism's environment and the new trait gets passed on. Some confer a catastrophic disadvantage and the organism doesn't get to pass the trait on down the generations. This random process is how the eye, or something like it, has evolved as many as 40 times over evolutionary history. It's why fish are good at swimming, it's why birds can fly, it's how you've got a lovely big brain that chooses excellent podcasts. Sometimes, evolution ends up somewhere totally amazing though, which is why this week we're asking, what are evolution's greatest hits? So, we've got two rules. One, humans are not allowed. Two, the octopus must win. Uh, let's go. Uh, what have you got? Where, where do you want to start? Um, I am starting uh, 
And I have to confess, I've kind of gone all over the place with these kinds of things. So there's no sort of rhyme or reason to it. It's just that's like, fine. That's it's fine. just an organism that I think is impressive. Yeah. Uh, for for whatever reason, I'm starting with the parasitic dodder vine. That's actually an excellent start. So obviously that's a plant. This this but, is the, this is the old sniffer, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. mad. It's it's, yeah. it's a predatory plant, and uh, you, you can go for your like Venus flytraps or whatever. And it's like mm. they feel mm. quite vanilla, don't they? But the Dodder vine, basically, it <laughs> it's a vampire plant. Yeah, because it has almost no chlorophyll, and it just gets energy by biting. It just it, it, it just sucks stuff out of the stuff, doesn't it? It's, <laughs> it's great. incredible. So it bites into the vascular system, sucks out the sugary sap, mm. basically from that other plant's veins. Yeah. And but the amazing thing is, it doesn't just sit amazing, there waiting for the plant to come along. Veins, yep, classic. <laughs> yeah, classic. <laughs> I mean, you do know what you're talking about, don't you? <laughs> so there's like there's amazing like time lapse videos of this thing just sending out tendrils looking for other plants and uh and L- you can i think looking is a bit of a struggle right, yeah. <laughs> God damn Ser- searching for searching for other plants and um and and like but even it does like i will give it goes you, around a corner like it knows what's around the corner by sniffing i guess yeah yeah respect. and it does those time lapse i've watched those time lapse videos of, of the of the old uh dodder vine and it and it is weird because it does sort of look like it's sniffing out its prey yeah, I don't and that and in some senses that is what's happening, but it's really creepy. But um, the researchers have found that it will choose like if it's given a choice, it goes for the healthier plant. So it sniffs out whichever one is healthier, mm. so that it can basically steal more nutrients. So that's I mean that's obviously just I mean there's, there's nothing like conscious about it. It's just chemical response to whatever chemicals those plants are giving off. Yeah, but yeah, it's still you, cool that it's, that evolved. It's like. You know, plants communicate through smell. Yeah. And this is a great sort of visual example of it, or at least in time lapse it is. Yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, so... It, yeah, I don't it, recommend watching it in real time. No, <laughs> I mean, that's the thing with plants. They get a bad press because they're just quite slow workers. Yeah. But if you speed it up, it's fantastic. This thing hunts. Yeah. So that's my, that's my first offering, yeah. a plant that hunts. So I've also... I, I'm going to... Go in with a plant as well because I think it's I think it's good to start with plants because plants get a bad rep but they they do some amazing stuff and I know you were trying to disrespect the Venus flytrap the Venus flytrap is pretty cool I would argue the pitcher plant is what I'm okay. going for because it's got it's basically just got a huge uh, like uh, catching bucket yeah. for for its prey. For stuff um, to fall into. Yeah, for stuff to fall into. And it's got really slippery sides, so then the, 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 the stuff can't get out. And so I've definitely at some point made you watch um, the video the, the rat. of one eating a rat. Yeah, yeah, yeah you have. Yeah, because yeah, you... Yeah. I mean, genuinely, when you, when you first hear that, you like, a plant eating a rat, you're like... I felt like applauding when I saw yeah, that yeah, for the course, first time. Of course, yeah, it's, yeah. it's amazing. Um, and there's a, there's, a, there's a specific... The type that ate the rat is called a Nepenthes uh, Raja, something like that, um, and it's in it's in Borneo, and it's absolutely massive. And generally speaking, it's insects who are just sort of wandering in and looking yeah. for food. Um, and then they've either got a kind of like really slippery interior, or they've got a load of like really vicious uh, downward pointing spikes. <laughs> of course, because uh, evolution's so, yeah. a bitch. Like yeah, that. yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, and and then once it's it can sense when something has, has fallen in and then it will start secreting all of its uh, digestive enzymes and then it just eats the eats the yeah. insects or in in the best case the the rat or like a lizard i mean it effectively it's not fussy if you've fallen in it'll eat you <laughs> 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 I, I, I think that's nice. Yeah, no, I, you can't. I mean, it's. I sort of feel like if I fell in and I couldn't get out, obviously I'm going to be digested a long time. And during that time, I'm going to be thinking, yeah, fair play. No, you, you would, you've, though. You've done well. Yeah. Um, you've really like, done you, well. You've here. absolutely done me, yeah? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've been done by a plant. <laughs> okay, so we've had, yeah, the, the, the Dodder Vine and the Pitcher Plant, two very solid contenders. Right. I am now going for something that I think is amazing in evolution, which is a kind of sociality. So the exploitation of like 
the relationships between different organisms. So in, in effect, I'm not talking about one evolutionary organism. I'm talking about when evolution creates a super organism from something. So I'm like I'm a gonna, hive or something. Yeah. So I'm going to talk yeah. about driver ants because I think they're, okay. they're pretty. I mean, they're they're amazing things. So so they are army ants and. Obviously, being ants, they all have different roles. So there's different sort of roles within the ant colony. Uh, these things are just <laughs> so nails, though. I mean, they, 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 the, the bigger ones, sort of the soldier ants, they've been known to take down a chicken, like working together. <laughs> Can you imagine? Again, you'd like to see it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine being the chicken? It's like, oh, you've done me. Uh, <laughs> oh, there's too many of them. <laughs> They're too coordinated. <laughs> so, so they go around in colonies of like 50 million of them, just like on the march. And and they obviously they all have their specialized role within that, and they and it's just it's so. But it's you, quite like you can it's hear a detailed the hierarchy. Can you? There's so well, many there's of them. Fifty million of them. Yeah. Fifty million of them. You can hear like a crunch of yeah. feet. Yeah. And really feet. bad news if you're a chicken. You're like, hold on, what's that? What oh no, that? no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> and they so they move around. Like they 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 don't sort of stay in one place. And they, they move around with everything and they set up, they create like subterranean bivouacs. Like they basically create with their own bodies, some of the ants, it's their job to kind of just become the tent that everybody else shelters inside. So they're just joining up together to sort of create these structures that the ants and the eggs and you know, the larvae all, all kind of are protected by. And then, um, and then the next day they just dissolve it, move on. You know, set up the next place, which is amazing enough. But they like they climb trees, they cross water, so they can form themselves into bridges. You must are, have are seen they, videos of I, this. I've seen them. Are these the ones that form the raft as well? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They can do all of that. That's excellent. I mean, it's just they're, they're, brilliant. They're like yeah, they're like a moving sort of civilization. Yeah, yeah. With engineers and and yeah. army guys, and yeah, I mean, uh, yeah. So the soldier ants, soldier ants, basically form themselves into like a tube across a river. So they just like climb out, you know, extend out, extend yeah, out, yeah, yeah, and then they get to the other side, and there's a bridge, and and there's a tunnel, and, and everyone else just walks Off through. Off you go, it. guys. Yeah, it's just insane. Yeah, get so, so they are too. nails, but they also are pretty impressively clever. Mm. Or sort of, I, I love that because individually they're not clever. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but collectively, I take on one. Yeah, quite happily. But Fifty million. Fifty million of, of them. Yeah, no. Take care. Take yeah. care of business. So. What I'm going to trump that with is another example of sort of a collective organism, but I think is more impressive because people know about ant colonies and that they're pretty amazing, and people know about bees, and you know, it's sort of it's like it's in the ether. Like people, people are aware of that. All right. I don't think people are aware of slime mold. Oh, and unless they've they, spent a lot of time with are, you. Yeah, because they know me. <laughs> oh, here we go. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So the part got, of me is really regretting this episode just yeah. because it's like revisiting your greatest Especially hits. my greatest hits, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So they are, I mean, slime mold is so weird. So it's not a, it's, it's, it's not a plant. It's not a, they're, they're not fungi. They're, they're sort of, they don't, we can't really classify them. Oh, right. like we don't really know. So Mrs. New wouldn't have been able to like make me put a, na- a label on them. Not it's really. Like, where do these no. fit in? Nowhere. No, because you're going, well... What's your biology worth now? They're sort of... They are a bit like fungi, but 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 they're not. Right. So immediately I'm like, well, you, you, you're you doing your own thing and I, and I appreciate that. I respect that. Yeah, of course. Um, so the, the best description is sort of like... Uh, amoeba that makes spores, I guess, but that right. that's doing them down. Like they are, they are really weird. So they and they act as this as this big blob, moving blob. See, that's all I think of when I think of slime mold is just a blob. Um, and I've, yeah, I've but, heard but, you get but, excited but moving, about it. Before, yeah, yeah, but I moving don't around, really yeah, yeah, know but, why. So when it's moving around and exploring, it's it, I, I, it immediately it's mad to think of some mold exploring its environment. Right, First yeah, of all, like yeah. how the fuck is it doing? It's that? moving. Yeah, it's moving, and as it does that, it's sort of laying down a chemical trail so that a bit like Hansel and Gretel, so it sort of knows where it's been, <laughs> so yeah, like yeah, a trail okay. of breadcrumbs, but some sort of chemicals, um, and it's like 
Well, ants do it when they're foraging. They leave trails, yeah, of, yeah. trails of pheromones. Same, same sort of principle. Um, and it will know, oh, we've already been there. We don't need to go back there again. Um, and it's attracted to certain things. So like food stuff. So it, like, it likes oats. It likes sugar. Uh, it likes some protein sources. It doesn't like... Uh, doesn't like alkalize. It doesn't like caffeine. It's so almost it will it will move away from. But I mean, yeah, it just yeah. moves towards the things it likes, away from the things it doesn't yeah, like. Yeah, okay, fine. Um, and it's called, which is called chemotaxis. I knew that. Um, oh, well, you should have said. I, I wish There's I had. No, now. nowhere, nowhere verifying that. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't well, actually, because I remember Philippa doing an undergraduate project in chemotaxis. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. And I had to listen to her bang on about that. <laughs> and it's good, <laughs> but you can. You can teach, so this, this is where it gets spicy, right? You can teach the slime mould to approach something that it would normally avoid in return for food. Oh, so, you, oh. so you can be like, no, 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 I know I know you don't like the alkali, but if you come to the alkali, Papa's got some oats. That's like training a dog. Yeah, exactly that. It will remember it for like a year. <gasps> That's longer than my dog remembers anything. How, how is that... Slime mold remembering anything. It doesn't Where have a, is that? Does it have a brain? Of course, it doesn't have a brain. It's it's like it's mold. Where is that being sort? It, what, it, sorry, what are the individual elements of this thing? They're just like little amoeba, effectively, but they're not. But that's but they like, operate yeah. collectively. Yeah, and they remember stuff together, yeah. but not apart. No. So one amoeba wouldn't well, no, say. It doesn't know what the fuck's going on. <laughs> yeah. All right, so this is like magic, effectively. Yeah, yes, yeah. We don't. I mean, I don't. We don't understand how how they do it. How can you teach mold something? <laughs> it's mental. <laughs> it's mental. Um, oh, so, okay. And, and I'm starting you, to you, get that yeah, now. And you yeah, look yeah. at mold, and you're like, well, it's mold. It's, it's, it's yeah, going yeah, in India. Yeah. Uh, but there's there's and there's different types of slime mold. There's one of them that can solve that can solve mazes. There's one of the uh, and and can do. You've probably seen this. It can kind of mimic. Uh, transportation layouts. So I, I, you know I mean, can do. I have I seen think, this, yeah, and my it, eyes sort of glazed over. And it's like really what? But it can sort of like optimize in the way that we try and optimize transport networks. Again, how we don't know. So what, what do you do? So you you. I'm trying to think what you. So you have a load of cities. Yeah. And you're looking for the shortest path between. Yeah, yeah, yeah. something like that. Them. Yeah, yeah. And so and you you set it out so you'd have food sources and stuff, and then instead it would of a city, out, it's like yeah, a food yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, right, it would okay. figure out the optimal way to get between those in right. exactly the way that we would. And this thing has no brain. That's right, because it's mold. Uh, it can also so if you give it a load of if you present it with a load of food yeah so lots of different options yeah and 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 some is like good for it and some is not particularly good for it. it will choose the healthiest option like a really boring person to go to dinner with joking yeah I'll go oh no I'm off carbs at the moment but it will yeah it will, whatever the equivalent of that is for slime mould it will do that it will go well I'll have that can, can nice. we go back to the maze thing like it solves a maze in that what it finds the sentence. Well, no, no. Get its way out. Yeah. So it gets out For of example. a maze. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because I was thinking about going into a Hampton Court maze. And it's like, got to find the middle of this. So boring. I mean, mm, I'm just so you not know, I don't think it. No, I know. But I suppose my point here is, and it's surprised. I mean, did I bring this up when we talked about intelligence? I'm sure I must have done. But I think that slime mold of, of everything out there makes you question most what intelligence sort of means or what it takes right. to be intelligent because it's doing some stuff that you have to concede seems intelligent and yet we have no comprehension of how or where that intelligence is contained or it how, is it, like magic, how it is it? how it's processing the information because that's what it, it, it's, yeah. it's information processing just don't know how it's doing it it's like when you're watching a magician and you think well i know it's a magic trick i know it's not actually magic it's just a trick it's sleight of hand or something and and what we don't know is how this thing is doing it. No, so exactly. we don't we don't know. No, and you can do so. G going back to the maze, there's a. Why are biologists the, working on anything else? Well, exactly. So you can chop up. So you can get a a, a big blob of slime mold. Yeah, and then and then chop it up. Obviously. Uh, yeah, and it, to be fair, it, it can't feel anything, so oh, okay. it's sort of fine. Yeah, uh, and then you 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 
scatter it through through the maze, and then gradually they sort of grow and then uh, coalesce again, and then they f- they will fill the entire thing, and then if you put uh, nutrients at the sort of start and end of the maze, it will effectively so it's filled the entire maze, and then it just retracts all of the bits that are in dead ends until it just has the path that is the shortest between the start and the end, so where the, where the food is. Shut up. I'm not going to shut up. All right, so it no, just I grows along the shortest it. path. Yeah, love it. It's, it the, yeah. the stuff is sick. It, I, I can't... I, I finally I, listen to you until you finish talking about this. And, and, and I finally, and you, and you finally it, And you yeah, finally yeah. get my point. Rather than yeah. switching off. Yeah, fair enough. And, and, and in, you know, in, in nature, it, it's out in like a forest floor or whatever, and it is foraging. Um, and again, you know, leaving its trail to avoid the avoid the bits it's already it's already been to, um, and so it it must have a kind of I don't know how you describe this like a spatial. It's almost got like a spatial memory, but sort of externalized because obviously it can't have it in its yeah it doesn't yeah. have, it doesn't have a brain to yeah, put memory in. But by laying that trace out, it it knows what the terrain is like, what the environment is like. So it's got like a search history. It's labelled it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly that. It's got a search history. Um, Wow. So, I mean, you know, I I don't know what more to tell you. Slime mould is absolutely extraordinary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm Um, impressed. And it's done, I'm trying to think what it's, um, uh, what sort of town planning is. I think it did like Tokyo's uh, like Metro <laughs> map or something. Um, I can't remember. Just by says. finding basically the optimal routes. Between yeah, 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 exactly. So okay. it's effectively, it's just like you set it a kind of quite complicated spatial right. problem. Um, the same spatial problem as Tokyo's Metro network and it will, and it will solve and it, it will for come you. Up and it will solve it. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I mean, I'd love to do that for like when you have a new town somewhere you're just like and over to the slime mold to work out the i think you could do it <laughs> yeah so, so when when we built milton Keynes, we yeah, could yeah, have, yeah, like, yeah. just laid it yeah. out as, as a slime mold would have done fewer roundabouts yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so look I, I think it's right up there for me slime mold okay because it's so freaky and so out there and like nothing else really all right and seems like it's going to be a dozy cunt as well. <laughs> it's definitely, definitely one of Evolution's greatest hits. I'll give you that. Thank you. But I'm also going to bring to you the Naked Mole Rat. Yes. Just okay. because I know we've talked about it before. Yeah, because they don't get cancer. And they don't get cancer. They also don't feel pain. They live in... Is that? I mean, is that a good thing? Pain's quite useful. Well, not to them, obviously. But I mean, this is the great yeah. thing about evolution, right? So it's not yeah. about like, you know, the fact that it's the best at anything, but it's just like evolution. It's, it's ended takes, up somewhere weird. It takes these weird turns. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah, and there's yeah. nothing weirder looking than a naked mole rat. And it has quite a weird life as mm-hmm. well. So, so it basically lives in underground colonies. It's a mammal, but it, only the queen of the colony can have babies. Yeah, that's odd, isn't it? And amazingly, and this is only quite a recent discovery, that she never stops having babies. So she doesn't lose her fertility over time like all other mammals do. She just just keeps producing um, egg cells like through throughout her whole life, which is really, really long. So, but hang on, that's unusual as well, isn't it? It's massively producing unusual. Producing egg cells yeah. rather than being You're born You're supposed to be them. born with yeah. them. Yeah, yeah. And it turns out evolution has found a, a different solution to that with the naked mole rat, just gone down a completely different path because obviously it's a random process and some of those randomly chosen paths are going to turn out to be fine. And, yeah. and, and that's and that's what the naked mole rat is. It's like one of those ridiculous paths that you're like, that's never going to work. Yeah. And actually it turns out, not only does it work, it works, works really well. Pretty well, yeah. Well, that's the other thing about evolution. It will find niches that you don't, expect or think exist yeah and yeah. be like no i think we're good here actually <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah it's fine don't worry about it so so you know we know from our cancer episode in fact that you know researchers are really interested in in these creatures f- as means of understanding what is going on with cancer and how we can beat cancer but they're also now looking at it as uh, you know this thing holds the key to maybe fertility treatments and um, um, and presumably uh a bit of anti-aging stuff as well. Yeah, yeah. 
Because if you're stopping because cancer, yeah, they, they, you know. they live for so long. Mm. We basically don't, you know, don't see the kind of degradation with age that we see with other mammals. So they've got something going on. And, you know, this ability to sort of keep producing egg cells. Yeah. They're born with none. And they just, you know, so they're, they're quite cool. They are quite, quite different. They um, are, they are. They're no slime mold, are they? Be honest. Like a look at like they they look funny. I don't think it's a competition. They, they live. A, it is a competition. Uh, they live, and uh, you know the fact they don't get cancer, cool. But they just they they don't they don't surprise me as much as slime mold. No, They're not well, doing yeah, something that actually. Boggles I, I think you've probably mind. got used to them because you've heard about them yeah, for a while. Maybe, maybe. We well, think I haven't been banging on about slime mold for a while. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, time for a quick break then. Um, I'm going to take on the naked mole rat with uh, my favourite flatworm. (laughs) 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 We'll get deeper into evolution's greatest hits. I imagine we'll be talking about the octopus at some point. Yeah, me too. Um, Is it at the top of evolution's top (gasps) ten? Yes. And we're back. Um, so we've just had the naked mole rat, which is just, you know, for me, it's a bit lazy. We talked about them in the Can We Beat Cancer episode. Um, and if we are just bringing up stuff that we've talked about before, which we are, um, I'm going to go with my... Planaria, aren't yes, you? Yes, I'm going to go with planaria. Yeah, um, okay. And planaria are a sort of creepy little uh, flatworm, but they are... The thing about... For me, the thing about planaria is when you hear about the stuff you can they can do, you think, well, this must be basically just like a like a nonsense little thing that can't really like not really a proper creature. Yeah. And actually, they're they're, they're complex. They have they've got a brain. They've got you know internal uh, body structure. They've got bilateral symmetry. They look they look mental. <laughs> like they've got their little eyes, and they quite often look sort of cross-eyed. So they look, <laughs> you know, those those uh, cards, the greetings cards you used to get with the sort of googly eyes. Yeah, yeah. They look like that. That their eyes Fantastic. look like that on a little like worm body. <laughs> and but crucially, they are the great regenerators of the animal kingdom. So they can regrow you can chop them believe me people are doing it (laughs) you can chop these guys up into not quite as many pieces you like but and you just have single pieces of them and it will regenerate its entire body from that single piece brain and all that is already insane and could be really interesting in terms of regenerative medicine yeah clearly because it's saying that they somehow still have access to all the instructions on how to grow a full body. Yeah. And we think that we, everything does, but maybe we can't access it. Yeah. But maybe we could, if we can understand how the planaria are doing it. But my favourite thing, and I've told you this uh, once yes, I've told yes, you a thousand Yes, you have. Times. I'm, 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 I, do you know what I'm thinking but at the moment? Good, but it's still good, though. What I'm thinking at the moment is, why the fuck didn't I choose planaria? Because I could have taken this off you, yeah, and then you'd have would, had to you'd have to work a bit harder. That would have annoyed me, actually. Yeah, yeah it would. Um, but the thing is, and I'm sorry if I've, I'm sorry if I'm boring anyone here, but, <laughs> but actually, I'm not sorry. If you take a planaria and you've trained it, and you can train them to sort of, I mean, not nothing complicated. To be fair, it's not fucking balancing a ball on its nose, <laughs> but like uh, to know that if it goes into a light. It's going to get food, and if it goes into it's not whatever. Yeah, yeah, something yeah. simple like that. Yeah. It will have that memory. Now, I chop off a bit of the planaria that does not have its brain in it. I then grow a whole new planaria from it, and that new planaria remembers the thing that I've taught it. Put that together with a slime mold, and, and we've you've really got, got something. something. You really have. So this guy, I've taught it something. It's presumably storing that memory you think it's storing them that memory in its brain oh no it isn't because somehow without the brain it's regenerating and it remembers yeah okay what the fuck (laughs) what the fuck 
and 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 also it's effectively got like a, a endless lifespan because yeah. you can just like it just keeps on like, it just keep regenerating. Yeah, I mean, I'm not giving so things you, are insane. I'm not giving you credit for this. This is Evolution's greatest hits, by the way, not yeah, not Rick yeah. Edwards' greatest. But hits. But I so. am, I am its greatest champion. You, I, you, you don't are, hear anyone yeah. talk about Planarian more than me. No, that is that is very true, and, and something I'm very grateful mold. for. <laughs> uh, okay, so I think. I mean, I know that this isn't a competition, but I feel like I'm winning. You you turn everything into a competition, don't you? Ideally, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Whereas I'm I'm more chill than that. More mm-hmm. basically got a bit more sort of reserve, a bit more self confidence. So um, okay. yeah, all right. Anyway, so I am now going for um, numbers. So so yeah, you know, I've gone for you know, various different things. One thing that really impresses me is just sheer like abundance on the planet. In terms of, you know, you must be doing something right if evolution has created, you know, has resulted in you have in you having this many of you around. So um, I could go for bacteria, obviously, but they're just so simple and boring. They don't really count. I mean, there's a lot of them. Like you're talking like 10 to the 28 sort of SAR 11 bacterial cells in the sea. Yes, so, but they're okay, just yeah. not, I mean, they're just not that interesting. So, so they're not, I'm not going for them. Could go for chickens because there's 18.6 billion I would domestic be very, chickens. Very surprised if you're going to go chickens. But I'm not going in, chickens because evolution's great. Because I hits. know that you're turning this into a competition, and yeah, and, yeah, and uh, so we're not having that. They're, they're just chickens, aren't they? Mm-hmm. I, so I thought I'd go for something. They get I learned taken it. down by some ants. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I thought I'd go for something I learned about fairly recently. So I was reading a book called The Crystal Desert, which is about Antarctica, mm-hmm. and I sort of. And it talked a lot about krill, and I realised I didn't really know much about krill at all, apart from seeing them in sort of David Attenborough documentaries. Yeah, getting getting chowed back by whales. Yeah, yeah, basically. So there's 500 trillion of these in the world's oceans. Oh, that that is a success That's story. Numerous, yeah. isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's okay. like 400 million tons of krill, Fuck and I was up. thinking, oh, you know, they're, but they're small, aren't they? But actually, in terms of like creatures that they're just average size if you average out the size of a krill and average out the size of all the creatures on earth they're they're sort of like the average size of a creature and hold 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 on 500 trillion of them that average is getting massively pulled down by a lot of pecker things isn't it like what well, like, I mean, presumably we're talking about, like, bacteria there, are Well, we? I don't think we're including bacteria in that. I'm not sure. I, I'd have to check that. Okay. But basically what was, you know, I always thought, oh, it was microscopic, so, of course, you know, but they're not microscopic. Some of them are, are really quite big. Well, how obviously. big are they? How big? Like six centimetres, some of them. Really? You, you get, yeah, that you, is, that yeah, is genuinely yeah, surprising. Yeah, yeah, I'd yeah. assume that they're all, like... Um, do you think the, of them as tiny little? I things, think of them as being like Daphnia. Do you know Daphnia? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, the things you used to feed to your fish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they're not. Which like are that. sort of like little water fleas. So some of them are like so that. Some of them, but, but, some... but they can grow up to, up to six, six centimeters. Six centimeters. Well, I like That's like a little krill. shrimp, isn't it? Yeah. Basically, it's a little shrimp, and um, hmm. and they're cool. Um, so the other thing I learned about these, <laughs> obviously, spent a bit of time reading, is that sometimes you get super swarms of krill. And you can see them from space. Yeah, that's cool. I'll give you that's cool. That is cool, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, you're such a success as an organism that, like, you gang together and you can wave at the satellites. Presumably, Meta- metaphorically. And, and also quite deep. Like, they're not, it's not like they're swimming around on the surface, is it? No, no. So, so these are swarms that are like tens of kilometers wide and about 100 meters deep. Yeah, I like that. So it's like a, ma- I mean, you can see why the whales are yeah. attracted. Right? It's like, oh, there's there's lunch. Yeah. So and and of course, yeah, they're a crucial part of evolution's work. So so the biggest animal that's ever lived, Antarctic blue whale, mm-hmm. depends on krill. Yeah. Yeah. And so the, so they're you know in terms of evolution's greatest hits, like, it might not work terribly well for the krill to be eaten all the time. But actually, you know, they're a kind of really crucial part of the whole. You know, they're taking one for the team, effectively. Yeah. How how many krill uh, is a blue whale eating? Oh, don't think I phrased that very well, but you know what I mean. Three point six million per day is the figure. I <laughs> it's decent. <laughs> Probably not all six centimeters. No, you can't. Oh, you get ahead of a stomach ache. <laughs> Yeah, but I mean, so they eat them for like six months of the year, migrate, don't eat. I bet they back. reproduce yeah. really quickly. Yeah, I get, of course they I, do. I, I bet that you don't get any sort of trillions. You don't have five hundred trillion of it if you're fucking about it uh, <laughs> <laughs> reproduction wise. 
<laughs> so uh, I okay. just thought, in terms of like abundance and dominance of kind of the whole sort of natural story, mm. effectively, I think krill are up there. Yeah, yeah. Number is good, and the fact that they're yeah so yeah sort of vital in the food chain. I suppose my only criticism is they're not actually doing anything particularly. They're just sort of they just are. And yeah. I feel like everything else that we've spoken about is doing some cool stuff that's slightly surprising. Sort These of. guys is just fucking loads of them. But I, I pulled them in because I think evolution has done something clever there. Yeah, you know, I mean it's just like provided a, a provided food a food source. Mm. Mm. And you know, it's not going away. And we're starting to eat krill now. Anyway, so I think I think the fact that you know, evolution has sort of brought these things along. They get eaten in massive numbers, but they that that's okay, you know, for the species. Eat, eaten in massive numbers brings me on very nicely to what I'm going to put in next. Now, this is slightly unadventurous, but I just I think there's 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 something about this as a kind of as a story. Wheat. So instead of you know, oh, what's the impressive you know apex predator? What about the concept of apex prey? So something where, like, we really want to eat wheat and are very dependent on wheat. Yeah. And what that has meant is that wheat has gone from being one of just many wild grasses growing in the Middle East. So this is like 10,000 years ago. Yeah. um, To now being spread entirely like across the entire globe and it has us in some ways working for it in terms of its dominance and abundance because Uh, we are and it's sort of it's almost like turned us on to agriculture yeah yeah um and if you this is an argument that um that what's his face makes in uh in sapiens and to be fair i don't think i like that book very much but i kind of i like this bit um harari yeah yeah exactly where he says you know humans are cultivating the 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 wheat um and have consequently developed you know back problems and now like when when you first go from being nomadic hunter gatherers to being a guy who is just like working the fields to grow, to grow wheat. wheat it's horrible for you yeah <laughs> like, yeah you're like a slave to this yeah, imagine stuff. what you'd be like if you had to be a farmer oh i'd be awful um so you start farming, you're fixed in one place, you're you're weeding, you're ploughing, you're sowing seeds, you're carrying water to water the little fuckers. <laughs> and so and, and and the wheat is just Wheat's laughing. proliferating. Yeah. And and you're just you you are in service of the wheat and there is nowhere that isn't growing wheat. Nowhere on the planet that isn't growing wheat, no, basically. No, not really. Yeah. It, so it's an incredible success story where I mean, I suppose where it slightly falls down is clearly there's no sort of the wheat isn't the wheat is entirely passive in this. Yeah, uh, humans have picked wheat, I guess, and decided to run with it. Well, you and could that argue really that you know, there's the some wheat. kind of selfish gene thing going on there, where maybe, maybe the, yeah. wheat, the wheat's selfish gene effectively is mm. is causing it to be terribly desirable to the very mm. creatures that are going to spread it around. Yeah. And yeah. cause it to it, do, it does feel like in the in the relationship between humans and wheat, wheat is probably the winner. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Especially if you're gluten intolerant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Well, I've got something that's related to that. Bit left field. Uh, but... No, I like it. I like it. Um, this is my sort of ace card that I'm going to play, mm-hmm. which is fungi. Of course, it is. Yeah, because you know I read that book. Yeah. Entangled Life just blew my mind by Merlin Sheldrake yeah yeah. it is it is excellent it's really good so all I'm going to do is basically hit you with some fungus facts you still talking to his dad by the way (laughs) 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 we'll save that for another episode shall we on on Rupert Sheldrake and where science where science went wrong with Rupert Sheldrake (laughs) poor old Rupert Sheldrake can be our our expert that's not an expert Mm -hmm. um the largest living thing on Earth is a fungus. I think I know. This is quite sort of pub quizzy. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. I don't mind that. But it's good. It's good. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's the honey mushroom. Mm-hmm. Uh, lives in the Blue Mountains of Oregon and um, covers two thousand three hundred eighty four acres. 
And but, it's horrible, isn't it? Because it basically eats trees. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not it's not a great thing to have around. Mm. But that's that's fungus for you. Bit of a bit of a sort of you know maverick, really. It's also fucking old, isn't it? Yeah, I think it's um two. It's well at least two thousand four hundred years old, possibly eight thousand six hundred and fifty so years old. Biggest and oldest living yeah, thing yeah. by. I mean, by a country by, mile. By a country mile. It's not even close, is yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it is a single... Single or, organism yeah. over yeah. 10 square kilometres, if you can imagine that. Yeah, quite cool. That is insane. Yeah. Um, then there's the wood wide web. Of course, yeah. Where fungi are supposed to... Although there's been some doubt cast on this. Uh, they uh, So all, lots of researchers pointed to the idea that fungi in the soil enable trees and plants to communicate with each other, warn yeah. each other about predators, yeah. that kind of stuff. Um, and there was a paper out a couple of weeks ago, I think, I saw, I read this in New Scientist, mm. people saying, you know, those studies aren't really very reliable. And, oh, really? Yeah, and, and this, the reliable studies aren't quite so sort of positive about the kind of the connective sort of social networks that, that fungi... Um, Facilitate. Create. Yeah, mm. so so I sort of feel like I might have to take that one away. Okay. But here's something fun. Most of the raindrops in tropical forests are seeded by a fungal spore. So so 90% of the raindrops that fall on the forest have a fungal spore at their heart. So these, these spores obviously are released up into the air. They seed condensation of mm -hmm. water mm -hmm. which accumulates mm -hmm. into drops and then falls back so the spore is brought back down and can you know do its thing so basically rainforests are rainforests because of the fungi that live in them which is yeah. amazing yeah um, yeah yeah uh, it's sort of you know this is just pub quiz facts now so, so you've got like <laughs> one teaspoon of soil researchers have measured eight miles of fungi filaments in, in them in a single teaspoon. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. I don't really care about that kind of thing. Okay. Uh, talk to me about um, uh, zombie ants. The, the zombie ants. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we know. We know that's where we're moving towards. Yeah, the cordyceps thing. Yeah. I mean, this is just mad. Which is what um, that TV show that everyone's raving about is, is based on. Yeah. yeah. Have you watched it? I've watched half of it. Yeah. That, that's so, the sort of premise, yeah, yeah. isn't it? That, yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. um, so it basically just takes over a carpenter ant yeah and uh and turns it into a zombie doesn't it and then it it um it basically its its body is controlled and the, the last of us opens with this as yeah. kind of this is what goes on could happen to humans yeah and that's the whole premise of it and then so the insect has just been taken over it moves to a, a plant um clings to the plant at exactly the exactly right height exactly the right yeah. height to release and then it, the fungus just consumes the ant from the inside out yeah pokes a stalk through its head yeah and uh which then releases a capsule of spores which then rain down on other ants takes them over and off we go off we go again nice little cycle yeah uh, unless you're an ant <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's yeah uh, i mean I mean, it's mad though when you start to sort of mm. read about this and the stuff in in sheldrake's book is just sort of ridiculous so he says like things like um research shows that if you grow strawberries with different kinds of fungi mm -hmm. as a, you know in their environment you can taste the difference between these different strawberries so it's the fungi that kind of really that, that produce the growth of certain scents and oils and stuff so you kind of optimise your strawberries by the fungi that grow with them. And going back to wheat, uh, fungus obviously grows on wheat. Mm -hmm. um, and the type of fungus that's in the wheat survives to influence the taste of a loaf of bread that is made. So so they've done these tests where you, you make loaves, loaves of bread with different, same wheat flour, but just grown with different fungi in. And, and you can do taste tests and you can tell the difference. They'll taste different. Yeah, they'll taste different because of the fungi. Mm. And he he actually makes... I mean, we eat a lot of stuff based on... Based fungi. on fungi, yeah. 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 And he makes the point that that actually maybe the fungi are what's controlling us rather than... You know, so you talk about the wheat controlling us, mm. but he says you know that nothing happens in our processes, you know whether we're brewing beer or making bread, without the fungi getting fed first. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, like yeah. You, you feed yeah, the yeah. fungus, yeah. and it gives you some bread as a yeah. reward. Yeah. So you know, I mean, it's just like this. I think as a, I mean, when we're talking about evolution's greatest hits, I wonder if it's a like we're talking about a, a an entire kingdom here. Yeah, it's true. We've gone big, haven't right. we? On, I mean, in we're terms not, of vagueness. Uh, I, I mean, next up, 
for me is animals. In that case. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, yeah, but you know, what, what do I know? I don't know how to put a label on a cell diagram. So, no, you know, very, very, very true, actually. Um, I would mention the, the, the plastic eating fungus because I think that's pretty, yeah, that, that could is be cool. very significant. Yeah. For the I mean, that's not planet. evolution's greatest hits. That's us just using evolution, isn't it? But they, they can. Yeah, but the fact that the, yeah, yeah, I mean, it's yeah. incredibly useful. I mean, yeah, we could yeah. be grateful for that. Do you know Lego, Lego is made using fungi? No, I did not know that. Yeah. Really? It's in the, it's in the dye or something, or some of the, the chemicals that go into um, Lego is, is produced from fungi. Well, they're in lots of plastics. I think so, yeah. Mm. yeah. Can't, can't we really should do a whole really episode on fungi, fungi, to be yeah, honest, with a proper maybe, expert. Yeah, maybe we should. Yeah. We'll, 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 we'll get Merlin. Yeah, let's let's try and get Merlin. It's a great name. Um, <laughs> okay, so we've had nine entrants now, have we? Yes, we have. I think we all know what's coming Is now, there, don't we? Have, we? have we forgotten any? Ah. <laughs> <laughs> My old friend, <sighs> the octopus. I'm not I don't even really feel like I need to r- run through it all. I think I've said I've said all I need to say about the octopus. I, I love those eight limb little fuckers. <laughs> I think they're incredible. Um, yeah, obviously now I know that each arm has its own mini brain, so that's quite clever. Yeah, yeah. Well, they've they've got yeah. Their brain is it's not even like like they're so alien. It's not like they've got lots of different brains, which I think we might find sort of slightly easier to comprehend. Yeah, because um, you have those like. Uh, you see that in which dinosaur is it that's got the brain at the very top of its head and then the sort of mini brain down its back because it's so far to communicate. Like, you know, little multiple sort of brain bits. Is yeah, kind yeah. Of, the, the octopus is just like distributed throughout its body, effectively. Yeah. It's got a fully, like its its whole body has uh, like has brain in it. Yeah. Mad. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it, it's, its limbs are uh, semi-autonomous. Um, they're like super smart, but in a way that is just different to, to everything else. It's not very easy to test their their smarts because in quite a lot of instances, they're just not really that interested in, yeah, yeah. in, in cooperating. <laughs> they're too smart to be tested. They're just like, oh, fuck off. I'm not yeah. doing that. That's not, really yeah. my, that's not really my vibe. They use tools. We know that yeah. they, use, they use tools. Coconut shells. Coconut shells to uh, to protect themselves. Um, and they, and they, they bring them. We've talked about this before. They, they bring the coconut shells with them to subsequently protect them, which means they must be planning ahead yeah, yeah. and sort of have a sort of sense of the future and what dangers might be out there. Um, they they can they can solve various puzzles if they want to. Yeah. Um, they can famously get out of, like, unscrew. They can, you can whack them in a jam jar. And, and they'll unscrew uh, the lid. They'll unscrew they? the lid. Yeah, no problem at all. And there was that one that escaped from the, the aquarium in New Zealand, wasn't there, and got out and just went, into the just yeah, got, got into a soil pipe and just went out into the ocean. Yeah, into yeah, the ocean. Yeah, yeah. 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 There's one that would uh, get out of its tank and then hop into. Basically, it had crabs in, a, in an adjacent tank, and they couldn't work out. I think it's crabs. They just couldn't work out where these crabs were going. And then they, and then it puts some CCTV in, and the octopus is like slipping over in, <laughs> eating a crab, and then going back. I mean, it's lovely stuff. <laughs> uh, they can they can recognise people. Um, so and and they'll dislike some people. So yeah. some people, inexplicably, they'll just be like, "Don't like this one." Squirt water at them when they come past, Love it. which is Love very it. nice. They don't need a reason. No, of course you don't. Uh, they, they, they're by and large, they're 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 solitary. But the but we have found places where they've sort of built like built like little conurbations. So there's one called Octopolis. Um, oh, nice. That's it's uh, <laughs> very good, and they have like um. They have like wrestling matches in the middle <laughs> that look to be just them. Why? No, well, that's the thing. It looks like they're just having fun. Looks, it doesn't. You can't figure out any purpose because they're not trying to be dominant over one another, as no. far as we can tell. So after the fight, they'll just go back to their their their, their bit and just and just hang out. So they're just like having a nice time. God, what it's, would you give to know the reason? I know, that. I know. It's like I who know. started this? Um, yeah, and and also I so. I, impossible for me to pick. I think the best thing, the most yeah. surprising. And thing you don't have to. Is, you don't have to. But if I did have to, I might go with their ability to disguise themselves. So there's a the the, the mimic octopus. Yeah. If you've if you've never looked at some footage of the mimic octopus doing its thing, like 
you can't you can't understand it. So it it's so convincing. So it can make itself look like uh like rocks. Uh it can make itself look like a bit of coral. It can make itself look like uh a lionfish. It can make it like it, it just you, you look at it and go, but the how how? Yeah. And and also we don't think octopuses can see in colour. It, it so but they're but they're camouflaging themselves right. in colour. Um, and and pattern and texture, yeah, they can yeah, do. Yeah, I've seen that. So uh, it, it's yeah, um, yeah it, it's it's sort of. See, yeah. I mean, you you give the credit obviously to the octopus. I give the credit to evolution and say that is an amazing thing to have oh, evolved. Well, it's well, it's all evolution. Yeah, yeah it's all. Yeah, evolution. so uh, yeah. it's just an amazing yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, they can uh, sometimes they disguise themselves as their own predators. So that the predator does it because the sort of predators like, oh no, that's another sea it's like snake. I'm looking in the mirror. Yeah, I'm not going to eat the sea snake. Obviously, uh, where did that octopus go? Uh, in so, terms of entertainment value, they win hands down. Oh, gotcha. Arms yeah, down. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. By an absolute mile. Um, so that yeah, I, I sort of rest my case. I mean, yeah. it was inevitable. It, it, it was sort only of ever was. going this I mean, way. It was, I mean, it was in the setup, but yeah, but. It's true that you'd rather spend time with an octopus than a fungus. Yeah. And I think just in terms of time on an entirely different path from anything else, evolving its own intelligence, uh, the octopus is the one. It's the yeah. most e- it is the most interesting animal in terms of its evolution. Yeah, okay. Well, haven't so I learned something? Yeah, well, yeah. And haven't you, I relearned a lot of yeah. stuff as well? <laughs> You've had a lot of stuff confirmed. <laughs> uh, so just a quick reminder of the greatest hits that we've just cycled through. So we had the parasitic dodder vine. Absolutely lovely. Sniffs out its prey. The pitcher plant can eat a rat if it wants to. Driver ants can take down a chicken. Uh, <laughs> slime mould can solve mazes and is is mental because it's mould. How is it doing that? Can also produce the Tokyo subway map. Uh, naked mole rats don't get cancer. Quite impressive. Planaria can regenerate themselves and can regenerate memories without having the brain. I can't even begin to approach that. <laughs> it's not Krill, start again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Krill, there's loads of them. Uh, wheat, Gone from being a bit part grass to being the main one in the world. <laughs> Not bad. Fungi, granted an entire kingdom, but still doing some amazing stuff. And then the king of all living things, the octopus, because it's the octopus. Eureka is a stack production presented by Dr. Michael Brooks and Rick Edwards. The production team is Temi Adebayo, Katie Baxter, Luke Moore and Charlie Morgan. Sound designed by Katie Baxter. Special thanks to today's expert, Rick Edwards. (laughs) (laughs) Please subscribe and rate wherever you listen to your podcast. It does make a massive difference. We also really love hearing from you guys. So if you have any burning questions you want us to answer drop us an email at eureka at stack.london or you can find us as always on Twitter at Eureka Pod. Eureka is a Stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network.